The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Booting left, a block from game. Bajant to throw, into the end zone for Komet. A diving catch! Oh, that was a wonderful grab in the end zone for a touchdown in super tight coverage. How he came up with it, I don't know. But Cole Komet reached out and sucked that pigskin in. Touchdown, Bears! 18 yards and a beauty. Wow! Snap to Bajant. Fakes the handoff, pulls back the throw, lofts it, left side of the end zone, into the waiting soft hands of Cole Komet. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! And they're back in front here in the Big Easy. And that was an easy piss and catch. What a throw. Two touchdown day for Cole Komet on his seventh completion. Another touchdown. What, what, what did Joniak say there? Or was that a uh, I Matt, a Matt an Nagy? Easy? I thought he called it an easy piss and catch. Yes, that sounded like a uh, Matt Nagy uh, where he forgot the. Uh, we bring this up to the him extra tomorrow. letter there. He's going to be really pissed at us. He forgot the piss. pitch, uh, like peanuts. He, you know, he's going to be mad at us when well, we bring this up to him. The peanuts one isn't is more egregious. I yeah, feel like, but, but a piss and catch is not exactly what you want to be calling it. Snap to Bajant. Fakes the handoff, pulls back the throw, lofts it left side of the end zone into the waiting soft hands of Cole Komet. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! And they're back in front here in the Big Easy. And that was an easy piss and catch. That's easy. What piss a throw! And catch. I want Two. no. I want no part of that. I want no part of the piss and catch. So that's our first question to Jeff tomorrow when we see him. Either Jeff, way. what exactly is a piss and catch? Well, Moises Alou used to do the old piss and catch. doesn't make your hands soft, though. It gives him that kind of rough feeling, right? I thought it would help with the calluses. Really? Is that what it was for? I thought, that's why I he thought used... it was to callus your hands up. I thought the legend used to go that because for blisters and calluses... The Moises Alou used to urinate on his hands to in the shower. Them, huh? I yeah. thought. I, I, I don't know. That's Google that. I would Google. Don't that? think I can. Either way, it sounds like the worst game ever. The old game of piss and catch. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, but poop and catch is not fun either. I'd rather play piss and catch than poop and catch. But I don't want to play either. I was just going to say, not my game. And that was not, we didn't know that was coming either, but no we would have done a huge disservice to our listeners if we would have just ignored that. We may have been better teammates, but if we would have... I'm Waddle not ignoring I, that. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, that's a huge, we have to look ourselves in the mirror. And, and there's no way that Waddle and I could ignore uh, when we hear piss and catch and not replay that yes. and replay that again and again and again. And I'm going to ask the agent. Fakes the handoff, pulls back the throw, lofts it left side of the end zone into the waiting soft hands of Cole Komet. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! And they're back in front here in the Big Easy. And that was an easy piss and catch. (laughs) Maybe he did mean it. Soft hands. I think he had that written out. Maybe he told his buddy like he would work that in. I don't think so. He would work in the old piss and catch. I'm going to vote against that. The odd likelihood of that? I don't think so. 
did it, it were we are we the first ones on the station all day to have discovered that or has anyone I else heard played anybody that? else talk about it get joniak on the line no no Does we gotta, we gotta confront him tomorrow when we see him well we'll do that too but we we can't parry that he's got we to, didn't we, we, He's got, we have Bears Weekly at we, 6 o'clock tonight. We've got to get instant reaction. I don't shake him for that. He never, he, never, uh, he never listens to his highlight. And we've got to play this for him and say, hey, do you, what, you tell us what you think about this highlight. When you have to deliver as many words as he does on a Sunday in and I Sunday know. out oh, basis. Look, I called Aaron Andrew. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm saying to what Jeff. What did I call her? Andrew. 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 I called her Andrew. I'm saying to Jeff, like, listen, we all make those mistakes. I, yeah, I'm a total screw up. Totally. I just hope that he doesn't think we're skewering him. We, you, to me, it made him even more human. I think he's human to begin with, but I think this makes him even more human. They should put in a play now called the old piss, piss and, and catch. catch. Yes. And every time Cole Komet catches one like that, there it is again. That's right. Do the piss and catch dance in the end zone? <laughs> feel like you might be flagged for that one by the NFL, right? That is right. If, if you're going to get a flag for pointing, like uh, we talked about in the good, the bad, the dirty, the old piss and catch celebration is going to get you flagged. There's got to be like some type of gripping by the groin motion, right? If you're pantomiming piss and catch and by the way cole Komet was out today uh did not practice with a knee. a knee maybe it was because he was practicing the old piss and catch it's a dangerous thing snap to bajan fakes the hand up pulls back to throw lofts it left side of the end zone into the waiting soft hands of cole Komet. touchdown touchdown bears and they're back in front here in the big easy and that was an easy piss and catch. Piss and catch. Like, it, it is weird. I've heard of piss and vinegar, but I've never heard of piss and catch. Isn't it weird that, that I'd heard that Moises Ali used to do it to soften up his hands? And yet here he is saying the soft hands of Cole Komet. And then he says it's the old piss and catch. Hmm. It's an interesting approach. We got to get. Can you get Joniak on the phone? I'm being serious now. I'd like to get Jeff on the phone. They got Bears Weekly. This will crush him. That's my point. Do you think he knows? Do you think this is being a bad teammate? Is to get his brain pointing in the wrong direction before a big episode of Bears Weekly? Do you think he knows? No. You don't think he knows? No. You don't know when you're making a mistake like that. Hmm. Uh, so uh, the injury report is out. Kari Blassen game did not practice. He had that concussion. Um, Brisker is out of concussion protocol. Eberflus said that in the press conference. Uh, he was a would have been a full participant today. It, this again is uh, they didn't really go through a practice. Nate Davis is still out with that high ankle sprain. Um, Tre, uh, Tremaine Edmonds still out. Did not practice. Fields is listed as limited. Khalil Herbert would have been a full participant. He's got the window. It will be interesting to see what they do with the running back uh, crew because they've been getting a lot from Foreman. Finally gave him the football yesterday. Yeah. They gave him 20 carries yesterday, I think. Right yeah, around I there. That I don't think there was a player who had rushed for over 70 yards against the Saints all year. And he rushed for, I think, 80. That was easy. A Cole Komet DNP, what was it, 39 his total? Uh, I think it was 41 and a half is what I got it for. Uh, Terrell Smith is still out with mono. 
Um, EQ St. Brown would have been full, and Tyreek Stevenson was full with an ankle. They, they had him out um, in the second half of yesterday's game. So 312-332-3776. While we're on the Bears, I, I want Justin to get another week getting the thumb better. He doesn't have to come in to be a hero. Wins are not of the pressing issue. I know Justin Fields is one of the toughest guys on that football team. I know he can play through injury. He has shown you that. Right now, I need him to be as healthy as possible to show me down the stretch or to show or not show me that he's the guy. I don't want him to come back a week early. And it, this is a big week early because it's a, a matter of a difference of 10 days here with the, the Thursday game. And, and to have it be extra sore or to bang it or to fall on it or, like as Thayer has mentioned, on read options, you've got to be able to pull it out of the belly of a running back. There's a lot of things. This is hurt Aaron Rodgers. This is hurt um, Russell Wilson in the primes of their career. You need Justin Fields to show you if he can be the guy going forward. I don't want anything limiting his performance. So if a matter of a week can get him a little bit more healthy going forward, let's do it. Like I, and I know you said it. It goes without saying if he's healthy, play. Right. But he's not healthy. That. He told you last week that he still has pain, that he still doesn't have total grip strength. Then you don't play. So that that's my like if you were five and four and you are playing for your your playoff life and Justin Fields is signed, okay, fine. Different story. But right now, in the situation your Bears team is in and in the situation Justin is in. And if I was an advisor of Justin Fields, I would tell him the same thing. Justin, don't put bad tape on there. I don't think you're doing the team anything good. I don't think you're doing yourself anything good. I think it's best for everyone to let's, let's put on a last seven or eight games when he's as healthy or as close to being as healthy as possible. It, to me, it's a really simple concept if you can't grip the ball and rip every throw you need to rip then you can't play if you can grip the football without pain and rip every throw that you need to throw then you can play until then you can't do it but you know there's going to be pain the rest of the year thumb injuries don't just get magically better he's going to be playing with some sort of pain the rest of the year make every throw whether it's painful or not. If you can make every throw, then you can play. If you can't make the throws because you can't grip the ball or it's too painful, then you don't play. It's really simple. I mean, that, I don't think that this is – and my expectation is, is I don't think he will play. Again, Me purely too. guessing. That's, that's my guess, Purely too. guessing. But to me, it's a very simple you know, concept. This isn't about Bajant. No, this is, it's this, about him. Someone accused me of that. This is about Fields. This is about me and the He's, Bears and Fields, like my opinion on what's best for the Bears and Fields going he, forward. He's your starting quarterback. He gives you a better chance to win if he's healthy. If he can't r- grip a football and make every throw that he needs to throw, he doesn't give you a better option to win. Uh, and then uh, the Cubs news today, again, it was a total stunner. Uh, I tweeted out the poll question. It seems like most Cubs fans really like the move. The Cubs fired David Ross today. And 
They've been very quiet other than uh, releasing the statement, thanking Ross, and then saying that they're going to introduce Craig Council as their new manager. If you're just getting into your car, the Cubs did hire Craig Council to be their new manager. Craig Council was a free agent from the Brewers. He, he, they still wanted him back. Uh, Stearns, the general manager who left Milwaukee to go to the Mets, wanted him to manage the Mets. Um, he was the most sought-after free agent manager in a long time. And uh, the Cubs, after November 1st, when they didn't have to get approval from the Brewers to talk to him, they, uh, they swept in. And they gave him an offer he could not refuse. Obviously, he's a Notre Dame guy. He has the Midwest ties. And he is going to get paid five years, $40 million. It's $8 million a year. It's the highest paid manager in baseball. But again, to me, it's pennies on the dollar. It doesn't go against the luxury tax. $8 million is the cost of a utility player. The manager uh, is, is touching the lineup card every day. He's developing all your players. He sets the culture. To me, the, it, it, big deal, $8 million per year. I think more teams should spend money on their coaches. More teams should spend big money on their general manager and their president. They go cheap on this sort of stuff. And this is the stuff where I don't think you should cut corners. So to me, it was a great deal. 88.5% of the people of over 5,300 people voted saying, yes, they're happy with the Cubs decision. Not to mention one of the best batting stances in the history of Major League Baseball when he was Can a Can you do it? Show people on Twitch. Oh, he, was, he was way high. Way high. Like up in here. And then he'd kind of shake it a little bit, right? Little, little, Just a little wave. It was fabulous. I love a great batting stance. It just makes. Oh, yeah. We used to play the batting stance game when we were kids. Well, you used to do it probably with the guys when you were out at night as well on a good Friday night, yeah, right? True. When we weren't when getting, you were doing the officials. We weren't, we weren't getting any dates. I think that, like, whether it was Joe Morgan, mm-hmm. it's him. Like, right. I, I Willie loved, Stargell was always a go to. I love old guys. His, I always wondered how the hell he could hit doing that, but it worked for him. It was fantastic. I think a lot of people remember him not just for being a two time World Series. Winner, right? He won two. And I think he scored the winning run in both of those World Series, the 97 Marlins and the 01 Diamondbacks. I think jackasses like me probably remember him most for that batting stance. That's good. And being a nice guy. We should pull that question. What is Craig Council most known for? His batting stance for scoring the game-winning runs in World Series or for being a really good manager. Yeah, that's a lot to choose from. Is there anything else we could put up there? He's a really nice guy. I remember saying kind of, you know, kind of giving him a nod when we were in Wrigleyville one time. I, it's still one of those that I wish I had He had a back. backpack on, didn't he? Well, yeah. he dressed kind of like very, very, very casual. like a Collegiate, like yes. a collegiate. He was yes. dressed collegiate. Yes. It was and I think I saw him, I know who you are, as we were walking away. And he kind of smiled. It was me, you, and Abdallah. Yeah. And as usual, I don't recognize anyone out of clothes, like out of their sports gear. I I meant like out of their sports gear, like out of uniform. Can you, sir or ma'am, can you get naked? I need to know who you are. Yes. I'm running the old piss and what? Piss and catch? Piss and catch. Isn't that what it is? No, like you're really good at identifying guys in elevators, whether it was Chris Archer in the elevator of the Westin Hotel. Yeah. And you looked at me, you go. Chris Archer. Yeah. He was he was covering the game for, what was it, Fox or somebody? Uh-huh. He was part of the ESPN. Uh, no, it was ESPN. ESPN, there you go. We're, we're, we're at uh, Chicago Cut this summer. 
You go, there's Jan Gums. There's Jan a Gums. catcher. Yeah, there's your you catcher. Like, and, and, and like, How about in the airport? How about in the airport the other day? Hey, thank you. Yeah. Uh, in the airport, when when was the last time we were traveling? And I and Vegas. I wrecked. Who was it that I saw sitting there? We saw down? Mike Brown and we saw Campaign. Campaign. I pointed out yeah. Campaign was, it was sitting two having, NBA guys. I think he was having like a, a meal with his mom or his dad, his mom and dad. Passing through. Yeah. Connecting flights. Yes. My head's on a swivel at all times. Very aware of what's happening. It is good. Yeah. It's very good for me. Uh, so 312-332-3776. useless talent, but it's one that I've no, kind it, of honed over the course of time. And so I, we never said anything. You maybe gave a nod. Yeah, I'm and not going to go up to him you know, I and say, have, hey. I should have, and I still am mad that I, we never went and had at and, least and a conversation. What? Can hey. we break down on how you feel the Cubs are going to play against you today? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Like, Well, just made his day, didn't you? I bet you he was a big Waddle fan growing I up. I bet you he wasn't. Bet you he likes his privacy, too. He was walking out of Starbucks. Didn't we hold the door open for him or something like that? You didn't because you didn't know who he was. It doesn't matter. I still hold the door open for people. Do you? I don't have when to your know the person. your face is down in your phone watching Twitter, I, you're actually holding the, my, the door for somebody? My, really? You don't remember anything because my, my head wasn't in the phone. I am very aware when I'm walking down the street to not have my head buried in the phone. So you're the king of baseball fans. How could you not know that was the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers when we were there? I am bad when it comes to people out of uniform. Really bad. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it would have been obvious if he was wearing his Brewers jersey that yes. said counsel, counsel on his back. Yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> I think... Really? You don't yes. pay attention? I need Cole Komet in the old 85 jersey. You don't jersey. think that, <laughs> <laughs> you, despite the, the fact yeah. that he's 6'6", six, six, and yes. he's a very uh -huh. handsome young mm -hmm. man, if you saw Dansby Swanson walking down the street, you wouldn't recognize it? it, it, it I'm bad at that. I'm like not as good as you. You're better at that than me. Well, it's not a contest. Or I'm not it's like just... looking. I, I, I'm surprised. I know. You're a very observant person. Usually I am, but I don't notice that normally. Especially baseball guys, because they're not wearing helmets. I know. I know. Uh, ben in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ben? Ben. Hello. Yeah. Hi, it's Brian from Plainfield. Hey, you guys. <laughs> that was, that was close. That's one of my favorite things in this job. Tyler, so, Ben, yeah, and Brian? Brian from Plainfield? <laughs> and I always confirm with the person, too. Yeah. I hey. always say, uh, in this Maybe case, I would have said Ben, and then. Yeah. So you had a chance to, to fix it. <laughs> it's on you, Brian or Ben. Yeah, so basically I was just calling in about the, you know, Dave Ross firing. Uh, got in the car from work. I could not believe the news. I was I was stunned. I almost thought I didn't hear it right. Um, you know, and basically, I mean, I have absolutely nothing against Craig Council. He is a fantastic manager. Um, but, I mean, for Ross, I mean, I just feel like, when the Cubs got rid of you know a whole bunch of pieces, and you had guys like Frank Schwindel and Pat Wisdom, those guys played crazy hard for Ross, and the team continued to play hard for him. And he, as a manager, showed improvement. You know, like last year after the All Star break, they actually overachieved. What he overachieved, the whole team overachieved sure. what they had. Yep. And then this year, um, they just missed the playoffs. So I mean. I feel like Ross is a work in progress. I feel like he was on the up and up. Like I said, nothing against Craig Council. Uh, my next-door neighbor is a Packer and Brewer fan, and I, we always talk, and I'm always saying how great of a manager Craig Council is. 
But I'm just like, it's kind of a surreal day to just hear that Ross was fired. I mean, I guess you just, I mean, just feel like Game 7 World Series, they're lifting them on, you know, their shoulders, and what a way to go out of retirement as a player. And I just thought he was actually a pretty good manager, and I just feel like, man, they they should have let him ride it out. I know the opportunity was there but to you get think of Joe? Did you think Joe should have been let, like, they let go of Joe, and Joe won a World Series, the first one in I, 108 years. So when you read, like, um, you know, some of the books about the Cubs and, and Theo's philosophy, his own philosophy, how a voice in the room gets stale after so many years, I felt like the way they parted ways with Joe was, the correct way it was the right time i love joe madden i love the fact that the whole saber metrics and he's in, he was into that with tampa and everything and redefined the he kind of brought out the shift and everybody was, was looking at tampa like they were crazy when he did it um but when they you know when they parted ways with him i felt like that was probably the right time you know that the voice had gotten stale you know and they wanted to go a different direction but i just man i could not believe it so, but I, I think uh, thanks for the time today. You know, let me, you know, basically yep, voice. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Hey. Sorry that Sparky Anderson had to leave his post up there on the north side. I mean, look, I get it. Let me ask you a simple question to whoever. Who is the better manager? If you had to, with no disrespect, may, you know, to David Ross, if you believe Craig Council is a better manager, then you make the move. Yes. Period. End of story. Yes. Yes. And that's what they did. Like, I love the move. Uh, and I liked Ross. I questioned a lot of the things um, that he did with bunting. I, I, you know, that's through the year. I, I said countless times during today's show. I don't think he trusted young players enough, especially through a rebuild. Uh, I do agree that he managed during probably the most turbulent time in Cubs history. Global pandemic, the teardown of a World Series core, um, biblical losses, um, no manager really, he really didn't have a lane. They didn't have a true lane. The first year he managed, nobody in the stands. They won the short season, the division, they lost in the playoffs right away. Second year, they sell off. Third year, they rebuild. They don't have money to add to the team. Fourth year, they get him some players, and they actually win. But um, it wasn't good enough, and they hired a better manager in their book. And I think it's as simple as that. I think they saw an opportunity to upgrade, and they chose instead of being lovable and huggable like your grandpa's Cubs, no Grandpa Rossi uh, pun intended, they decided to do business at what like point, a, like a team really wanting to win? At what point would any fan of any franchise in any sport object to to upgrading themselves at a position? You, I, I mean, you just factor emotions out of it. If 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 manager A or player A is a better option than manager B or player B, then you go with manager right. A or player A. Right, right. I mean, it's not. There's no emotion attached to it. Like the uh, MLB just tweeted this out two minutes ago. Your, your 2023 official Baseball Writers of America NL Manager of the Year finalists. Skip Schumacher, Brian Snitker, and Craig Council. So you are right away hiring a, you know, a perennial Manager of the Year candidate. Let me get these guys. So Council was with the Brewers, Snitker with the Braves. Who's the other cat? It's a Schumacher from the Marlins. Oh, I was going to guess. I was going to guess. Oh, I was going to test my oh, baseball knowledge. I didn't knowledge. know that's what you were yeah. doing. I thought you were making a uh, No, point. no, no. I was trying to. I wouldn't have gotten it, though. 
I wouldn't have gotten Skip Schumacher as a manager. You remember where he played, right? Uh, the Cardinals. Yes, yes. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react, uh, Bears or Cubs, we'll take all your phone calls coming up. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Joniak says he's going to join us uh, before Bears Weekly. So Bears Weekly is on today at 6 because... Uh, it's usually Thursday, and we have a game on Thursday. So they're going to do Bears Weekly today at 6. Uh, we have a busy week. We're going to be out on Wednesday. Going to be at uh, the Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. So join us at Twin Peaks, Oak Brook Terrace. It's going to be a great time. We always love Twin Peaks. Day before the big Bears-Carolina game. Going to break it down for you. Big one. Uh, also, Al, Al Michaels told us he's going to join us. I think he's going to make room for us tomorrow. Good. <laughs> tell, us how, tell us how uninterested he'll be in tomorrow or Thursday night's game. I'm joking. Al is, is tremendously honest. Yes, he is. So yes. this game unfolds like the 1-8 versus 2-17 that it may. Al's going to tell you how he feels. Yeah, he will. I think Jeff Bezos, this is what he was thinking about. Here's $2 billion. I want Bears and Panthers in Week 10. Like, Could they just flex out of it and put no game on and just say, we're, you know what, we're going to punt this week. Can we have two next week? Something, I, know, I mean, not what they were anticipating. I don't think but, so. But when you go with the Bears, like, buyer beware. It's They've not been good for the last no, several years. No, but listen, from a business decision, it's a yeah. big market, and right. you, people watch, even if the team isn't playing well. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is, is out there on the field tonight as the Chargers and the Jets. Oh, is he showing off again? Throwing 50-yarders. Oh, is he throwing 50-yarders? <laughs> Andy and New Lennox, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andy? What's up, fellas? How we doing? We're good. So I think that this Ross situation, I think it's the right move. Obviously, they upgraded. But, like, me personally, I just, I'm ready to move on from 2016. He's the last little hanger on from that era. It was great. They won the World Series. But, I mean, they haven't really committed to changing their, I guess, avenue to get better by keeping him so i thought he was it was just time to let go of that little era 2016 i think this is the last move well jed, jed's still from 2016 well yeah but jed i mean i i think jed's qualified i don't think that you know you have to get rid of jed i think jed has had some issues with ricketts but i think ricketts is coming around so i think i have no problem with jed i don't really I'm talking more locker room, clubhouse sort of stuff. I think Ross needs to go. They're trying to capture what they had, which is cool. It worked out. But, like, let's move on. The only, I guess, thing that I think is important about this is that I do think that they're going to end up spending money this offseason because Council could have easily gone to the Mets, and he's choosing the Cubs. There's got to be a reason He's choosing the Cubs, and I think that's because they've given him 
the kind of the insurance that like, hey, we're going to let you spend money. We're going to spend money. We're going to get some real guys, some real pitching in here and let you do your thing. So that makes me that makes me feel good. I'm excited. I think that they're finally putting 2016 in the past and they're going full forward and saying, hey, all right, let's do it again. You know, let's change this and let's start to get back on the right track. So I'm I'm all for it. Thanks, Andy. Uh, what Tyler, didn't you say the Athletic was reporting that the Cubs gave him significantly more money than he was offered than the Mets? Yeah, Will Salmon, who is the reporter for the Mets for the Athletic, said the Cubs offer to Craig Council was significantly higher than the Mets offer. Some of that difference can be attributed to the belief that he only held mild interest in coming to the Mets in comparison to joining the Cubs. That's great. You outbid somebody for a manager for $8 million. Now show me you're willing to outbid some teams for Shohei. Or Bellinger, or somebody else. It's easy to outbid someone for an eight million dollar manager. I'm not telling you it's a bad thing. I know that's what I mean. It's pennies on the dollar. So, like, if you really want to, you want me to say, "Oh my gosh, the Cubs are really they're serious now because of how much they paid their manager." You know, now go out and make a serious bid for for Shohei. I I would think too. Like, look, you have a different tie to this team because of the emotion, but I, I. it's an upgrade. If you feel like this is an upgrade, then it's the right decision. I don't think anybody, well, maybe some people thought that council would be available, but maybe the Cubs didn't think that it was something that they could get done. And they feel it's an upgrade. They went out and did it. Thumbs they, up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go to Jack in Lombard. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jack? Yeah, hey, guys. It, it might be an upgrade, but... The guy has never even won a pennant, and you're paying $40 million more than any other manager in baseball history for a guy who's never won when it counted most or, or won what, what counted most, a world title. But, Jack, do you believe, let's just, let's, let's, let's go from point A to point B. Do you believe it's an upgrade from Rossi? It is an upgrade because I think Ross is a terrible manager. That's just me. Okay, well then, what's the difference? Again, if you're paying a manager, you know, it's not like you've you've just paid an outfielder three hundred million dollars who's not worth it. And especially when you look at the dollars that they spent uh, to 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 win. Yeah, but to go from one one manager to another and say it's an upgrade, that's one thing. But to say it's a, it's a actual game changing forty million dollars for all managers in baseball now going forward. For a guy who's never won anything, it's just like, I don't really understand. Okay, he's a good manager. He's an upgrade. Great. But is he a, a World Series manager? No. And unlike with Madden, at least with Madden, you've got a World Series manager. This guy has never won when it counted most, ever. Well, look, again, he, he's gotten to the playoffs countless times. He has not uh, proven it in the postseason. Again, is that the team? Is that the manager? I don't know if you could ever call a manager in baseball game changer i thought joe was perfect because of the culture and where the cubs were in the rebuild at that right time but as far as like again like david ross is what oh and two in the postseason as a manager um like i'll I'll, like and i'll just take my and like waddle said we're talking about eight million dollars a year so what was ross making three so we're talking about a difference of five million dollars Again, like this, we're talking about peanuts as far as a multi-billion dollar business is concerned. We're not talking about the difference between an outfielder of $30 million and, and, and $20 million. We're talking about a manager that is a couple of million dollars apart. That's big deal, and it doesn't count against the luxury tasks. It, do, it doesn't hurt you strategically whatsoever. 
I don't think it gets you any closer to the championship, though. I'm just, I just don't. Well, that, that's different. I mean, if you if you don't feel that, I mean, I'm not going to argue that with you. But to suggest that this is a bad decision because of the financials attached to it, it's really, I don't think that applies to a manager versus you know a player. I don't think it will limit them from doing anything. It doesn't have any impact on like, their like. Which spending. manager do you think gets you closer these days? Like, again, like, is it Rob Thompson, who is now the Phillies manager? Correct. Yeah. A year ago, he was their interim guy after they fired Girardi. Like, I don't know if it's really hard to quantify what a manager means in baseball. I mean, if anything, Bruce Boach would be the guy you would point he, he, to. Right, right. He, he, was, right. He, he takes over the Rangers, and immediately they win a World Series. But let's not neglect the fact that they've spent... About a billion dollars in the last two off-seasons on player acquisition as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Jacob deGrom. They're spending, they're splashing around the cash. That yes. helps. Yes. I just, look, if you, if you don't think he's an upgrade, then you think it's a bad decision. I get that. But if you're disgruntled about the move based on how much you're paying the manager, that would be inconsequential to me. Totally. Yeah. Uh, let me take, we have time here. Let me take Dave who wanted to talk a little football. Dave, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey guys. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit of football, but that last guy calling is a little bit of a nimrod. So I have to talk about a little, a little baseball, but that's not nice. (laughs) Nimrod's an underutilized term. Greg Council made my day when I saw that pop up onto my, onto my screen. He took the Brewers in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2023, and then they, they won the, divi- the division in 2018 and 2023. But they were a bone saw that year that in 2018 when they took the Dodgers, who were spending so much money, and they barely lost in that Game 7. I always felt when we were playing and I felt like the managing had a lot, a lot to do with it. And, he, and he's the most winning, winningest manager in Brewers history, and the proof's in the pudding. So it's like when you want to go out and you want to go win a title and you want to go spend money and be real, like I like David Ross. He's a nice guy. But you go get somebody who's been out there and been, been into the playoffs, winning divisions, and gone deeper into the playoffs. And I, I, I was really, really excited about that move. And I think that it is underrated in baseball. Okay. So that's all I had to say about that. As far as the Bears, they could use a coach. Think about the coaching on the Bears. It's a complete disaster. I, yeah, and look, that's the that, – like I think most of us assume – that they're going to go out there and get a new coach. We've been talking oh, about Ben sure. Johnson for a while. We've been talking about Jim Harbaugh. We've it, been trying to think of other other people who could be available. Absolutely. They need to nail that. That's the biggest thing the, the, the Bears need to hit in the offseason, in my opinion. Number one, take whatever you want to say about the quarterback, this or that, is the coaching. You know, and it doesn't have to be an offensive guru. You know, look what the the, the 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 I mean, not saying he's gonna be able to do it over a year, but you saw what um, the young quarterback from Ohio State's doing with the the defensive minded young guy in uh, in Houston. Like it could be a defensive minded coach. It doesn't necessarily need to be an offensive whisperer like Nagy. So the, that, the Bears better look at what the Cubs did 
and 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 go get go out and get a coach. If they get, the if they they get a defensive guy, I want a, a, a dynamic defensive guy. I want someone like D'Amico Ryans, someone who is dynamic and and can unite an entire locker room. You know what I mean? Bobby Slowick's done a really good job with the offense right now. And again, like that team was in misery with Jack Easterby. And who can you even name who their head coach was Cullen. to start last year? Wasn't it Cullen? Was it Dave it, Cullen? Dave, David Cullen. Cullen. That's good. You did. That was really good. And then they fired him. Come pat me I, on the head. Well, I don't know how many people would have remembered. How many people would have remembered him? Football's my life. Was it Cully or Cullen? I don't know. Cully. 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 See, I didn't even get it See, right. See, you didn't get it right. So why you premature celebration? So, like, they, get, they have Cully there. And, and then he gets fired. Mid-year, whatever it was. They Lovey's, were a mess. Lovey's the interim guy. and Doing us a solid in yeah, Indy. Yes. And, and then the word is, to keep this in mind too, guys. Everyone, while everyone is like um, loving on what the Texans are doing, the Texans wanted to trade up more than Carolina at first, and Brian Poles thought he had to deal with the Texans for the number one pick. And the Texans were going to draft... Bryce Young. Yes. That's one of those lucky, I'm glad you didn't take my call moments. Yes. Or they took their call, but they, and then he didn't feel right. And then he moved on to Carolina, who also drafted then Bryce Young. So again, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And and then CJ goes to them. And, and sure enough, spinning the rock right now. And and now people are saying like Greeny was trying to, Making an argument that he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL already. <laughs> it's the uh, get they up mindset. Just, they should just change the name of the show from get up to hot take. Just, I mean, like, or live in the moment. Just, it's, it's no longer. Stuck it's in no the more, moment. Yeah. Stuck in the moment yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to play. We, we don't know if Joniak knows about the call. He's not going to be happy. Yeah. You don't think so? We're gonna well, look. Wait, when he, we, he called me out on the post game on the, the pregame show a week say? ago. A week that I wasn't bringing the energy. Oh well. So we're gonna play the. Uh, we're gonna maybe, play. Maybe you need to bring the piss and catch to the table. And that was an easy piss and catch. We're gonna play the highlight and see if he notices. Should, is that how we should do it? Should we play the highlight? You're, listen, you're in charge of ruining this relationship. No, this is all I know. Up to I, you. No, no, I love the relationship. Yeah. We got to see him tomorrow. All right, well, we'll talk to Joniak coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, let's uh, talk to Jeff Joniak, the outstanding voice. The Chicago Bears, we got to do this quickly because he's got... Bears Weekly coming up. Crosstalk is brought to you by Steinhoffels. Just got my uh, couches. How are they awesome. good? Good. Well, we nice. enjoyed them too. Excellent. Watching uh, all the games in the basement. Nice. It's a game changer, Waddle. Um, let's uh, talk to Joniak right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. What's up, Jeff? How you feeling, fellas? We I just p- wanted to be known that I, I I wanted to leave you alone today and oh, not encroach on your getting ready for Bears Weekly. But Sylvia had a question for you. All right, sounds like it's uh, very urgent. What's you, up? You never listen to your highlights, correct? That is correct. 
All right, we want to play you one of your touchdown calls, and we want you to know if anything sticks out to you. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Snap to Bajan. Fakes the handoff. Pulls back to throw. Lofts it left side of the end zone into the waiting soft hands of Cole Komet. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! And they're back in front here in the Big Easy. And that was an easy piss and catch. Oh, what a throw. Okay. Two touchdown day for Cole Komet. <laughs> On his seventh completion, <laughs> another touchdown. Jim, a question for Jeff? Show me. Jim, a question? What's, well, what sticks out? Ah, uh, yeah. Somebody going tinkle? <laughs> what wow. Is exactly, I, yeah, yeah. What, is, what exactly is the piss and catch? Yeah, that was an easy piss and catch. <laughs> I, I, that is funny. I, that is funny. You, Did you know that you no, said that when you usually, said it? Usually when I say something stupid, you know, it's a short distance from your brain to your mouth, and a lot of bad things can go uh, in, that, in that short distance. Tom will usually point it out, but, oh, no, that's a beauty. Let me hear one that's more time, beauty. Miller. <laughs> that was an easy piss and catch. Yeah, I thought that was a new move down there in the yes. Superdome. <laughs> Is we that move to, specific nah, to New nah. Orleans? <laughs> that's very funny. Uh-oh. Oh, that one caught me off guard. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to piss you off. Yeah, get it? That's one for the ages right there. Oh, my God. Not as good as the following. This one, Jeff. Barney, some penis and crackers, And that was an easy uh, piss and catch. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, and these things are allowed to be said on the radio. Is this true? Now they are, yes. Yeah, of course. Oh if our, if our, we were told if our play-by-play voice says it, uh-huh. we can say it. And that was an easy piss and catch. <laughs> Next Boy. week, see if you can get a poop and catch in for us, will you? <laughs> well, I'm a catch. I, I, you know, I've been known to say pissing and moaning a lot. Yeah. So maybe that yeah. just naturally came out. That's funny. You guys got to, if you ever have coal on, you got to put that on. Oh, we need it. We need I thought I thought something was going with the soft hands of, you know, I thought there was something going to be hidden in there with the little humor. No, but no. No, that was beautiful. Yeah. With no, that, you, listen, I, I, this day has been, the day hasn't gone the way I had wanted it to go and needed it to go with a short week and just, you know, checking boxes and this you is need like a, drink, a train Jeff? car. It's like a train car going off the tracks, but you guys just lightened my load today. Yeah. Good. That, that was a belly laugh funny. <laughs> I'm glad you found that, but that's, you know, that's a good quality. If you're oh, able to, we didn't God. know how you were going to take it truthfully. Yeah. Oh, no, I had no idea. Well, I was, I was kind of tipped off by Tyler when he, when I said, what Tyler? Were, no, 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 no. He didn't let the cat out of the bag, but I said, Hey, he says, Hey, the guys have a quick question. Are you around to hop on? And I told him I can't right now. I go, what's the question? Mm-mm. He goes, okay, all good. We can save it for later. Can you join? So I knew it was something that he didn't want to reveal. So he he did you guys proud. Okay, good. As yeah. he always does. Yeah, all right. No, that, that was funny. That is a beauty. All right, we can't wait to talk to you in person tomorrow. I know you're going to be good for your usual 20 minutes with us, right? Yes. Uh, that's not in the books yet. Well, what, what, we got. I got a full stop, day tomorrow. Stop, oh, you could stop, work. I'll be, there. I'll, be, I'll be there with you Thursday. You're contractually obligated to us. No, I, I will do my best, but we're going to have to settle on a time because I do have other things here at House Other Hall, commitments. So. Uh-huh. Other commitments. Got Jeff, a big day tomorrow. What a, a great tomorrow, catch. T- tomorrow is like a Friday. You know that. So we're drinking. No, we're not drinking. You know what? I wish I could live life like you. We I all mean, strive my for that. Goodness. Yeah. 
All right, fellas. All right, have a good we'll talk Bears to you tomorrow. Weekly we'll show. talk to you tomorrow. Bears Weekly coming up next. Don't forget, on Wednesday, we're going to be at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Text your buddies. Tell us. Tell them to meet us in Oak Brook Terrace at the Twin Peaks on Wednesday from 2 to 6. Thank you to Matt Eberflus for joining us today and Jesse Rogers as well. Big day today. Bears Weekly up next. Tyler Aki, Jeff Meller, thank you. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night. And that was an easy pissing catch.